195. Hashtag rejected because at LexSexDoc. Hashtag VerseTV195C. Rejection typically isn't about the person being rejected. It's about the person doing the rejecting. So whatever it is, the person that is pushing that other person away or shutting down whatever it is they're shutting down is rejecting. It's because they're taking care of themselves. They're putting up a boundary. They're saying, I don't want to engage with you in this way, or I don't want to do this in this way. And that's really great because they're letting you know exactly where they stand. So rejection isn't necessarily about you. It's not saying you're a horrible person and you're disgusting or nobody wants you. Look at it as the other person is telling you what their boundary is, what they desire, and sometimes it may or may not be you. Ah, I forgot that was a really quick one and I tried to take a sip, but I didn't really have enough time to take a sip. So I will say my initial reaction is my connection and that what she said was such a healthy view of rejection. And I wish that I had that healthy view of rejection back in the day when I was getting rejected my first, second, and third time trying to holler at a brother. But, <laughs> oh, I love Aretha Franklin. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I, I, I used to take it all personally. I would. And while what she said, you could look at it like, well, that's an excuse just to not feel badly. Be like, oh, well, it's because they're doing something that they rejected you. But if that's actually real, that's real. And um, the guy wasn't ready for me. And the third, uh, my third time, third and final time, um, trying to holler at a dude was at a club. And I acknowledge, I, I used to be the, the wild dancer at the club. I, I was wild and um, I, I I love grooving to the music and I don't have a whole lot of rhythm. Team Whitney, but um, I, he wasn't ready for what he prejudged me to be. And I get that. And it's really 100% okay. And I say, what if when I tried to holler at him at the club, he accepted it and he was like, yeah, although even anyway, but he was like, yeah, but in spite of the fact that he really doesn't like my free spirit, my free dancing and all of that. And he accepted it in spite of, but in a relationship tried to change me. That would be a problem. That would be a, a real problem. But his boundary protected us. So he put up that boundary like, I don't want somebody who dances all wild and ridiculous at the club. And that actually protected us because that way he didn't have to enter our relations. Even though my dancing wild and ridiculous at the club is just a very small part of who I was at that time. But 
it is still a part of who I was. So it's good that we didn't enter a relationship and he like tried to change me and stuff like that. And um, yeah, his boundary protected us. So yes, that was his boundary. Thank you. Anyway, basic complexity. All right. Um, and oh, honestly, I have always, and I mean always, been afraid of rejection my entire life. Um, so I never wanted to risk it and, and take that uh, chance. Just wasn't me. Um, it's right when anyone else is, I will always blame myself for being rejected. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for my one sentence, <clears throat> I will say, in the words of the incomparable fellow Howard University Vice and Eric Roberson, <clears throat> God has a funny way of showing you lessons. God has a funny way of showing you lessons. <laughs> that at the end of the sentence. Basic complexity, what's your one and or one? All right. Um I fully understand that in general, you might be afraid to take that chance, but sometimes you might just have to risk it. All right. We are, oh man. man. This was really good surprise today. But um, anyway, so. Topic number four, and then it's time for the timeless tea card that neither one of us know anything about at this point. But topic number four, letter D, let's get it going. Hashtag change what? At Prof Galloway. Hashtag verse TV 195D. America, one in three males under the age of 30, has not had sex in the last 12 months. And I find people hear the term sex and their mind goes different places. I think of it as the key step to an elemental foundation of any society and that is relationship. So in the US, what's happened with online dating is it's amazing for the top 10% of attractiveness of men. It's okay for the top half. It is a disaster for the bottom half. And when I say attractiveness, I mean by very crude metrics. So if your Tinder profile I went to MIT, I just started at KKR, and my Rolex accidentally is visible in my profile picture, and I'm geolocated living in Manhattan or living in uh, Beverly Hills, you're gonna get a massive amount of attention. The bottom half, who are not able to express anything other than wealth, which they may not have, are totally shut out of the market. And the knock-on effect here is that we're producing too many of what is the most dangerous person in the world, and that is a young, broken, alone man. When you hear about mass shooters in the U.S., you know who they are before you know who they are. So we are producing an enormous cohort of economically and emotionally non-viable men.
America, one in three males under the age of 30, has not had sex in the last 12 months. Hmm. All right. I will say after seeing that video, um, yeah, I do agree with them because it's kind of true. Um, after hearing this, I can honestly say that there are some men, once again, some men, um, they were at the bottom of that totem pole. Um, it's unfortunate to some, but in all honesty, that's just the way it is. Um, in my mind, after hearing this, again, after hearing this, I continue to personally believe that in general, we should share at least, uh, at least a little friendship and share a little love. And that's what I have. Oh, yes. Yes, you know, who did it before you know who did it. He is absolutely right there. And I absolutely do not, oh, whoops. I need to turn that. I absolutely do not like giving murderers a backstory because not everyone gets the benefit of a backstory, but what he's saying is absolutely correct. You know who they are before you know who they are. And what can we do to change that? At first I was thinking sex is the answer, like giving them actual sex. And I was like, well, what about government sponsored prostitutes? You know, so they can get enough sex. You know, and the, the, that could have benefits for the economy. But um, I, I, I thought about it and I was like, but sex does not equal everything that they're lacking. Sex is, can be a part of it, but it doesn't equal everything that they're lacking. And another part of what they're lacking is companionship. They don't have companionship and they can be lacking friends. And just like cities that need to uh, sponsor rec centers to keep the kids um, active, I think that sometimes cities also need to, uh, cities and towns need to find more ways for adults to friendly interact with each other and have friendly activities. And I, I, I mentioned Meetup because I, I think Meetup is an excellent uh, development over the years and way for people to meet and connect with people that they wouldn't normally connect with. 
and become friends with them as well. And um, the app is an excellent start, but even digital friendly gatherings are, are cool. Yes, it, it's cool that a lot of the meetups are now digital instead of in person because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. But that is cool. And they have some really cool things there. Maybe if Meetup was to get like some good donor support or something, because I, I do feel that that is an answer because these people are not only like lacking somewhere to put their penises, they're also lacking friends. And I, I, I feel for them. I feel for them. And um, and until they murder somebody, F you if you murder somebody. But um, kind of forcing people to meet before snap judgments that are formed online and sex might be able to come for some. Um, basic complexity, what's your one and one? I, um... And to me personally, this stands out. Um, but you never, you truly never know what an individual, even right next to you, is dealing with in their personal life. And I say that really. Because and I'm not even calling no names, but in high school I was in what eleventh grade in my physics class. The guy who literally sat right next to me turned out to was arrested for murder. So you just don't know. Wow. Yeah. And my one and one. Should it be a requirement? Mm, I, I don't think it's society's responsibility, but caring about adults having friendships is a good thing. And it, it's like at, at the point that you're an adult, it's like you're an adult. But I think it's good to care about our fellow human beings. I think that's a good thing. And finding ways for our fellow human beings to connect with each other in friendly ways. And those friendly ways might lead to sex for the people, you know, because they're not being judged on whether or not their Rolex shows or where they went to school and stuff like that. You're actually meeting them and getting to know them on a personal level first. So I, I, I think that's a good thing. So for my one sentence, I will say, not every adult has a strong, loving community. It's not an excuse for causing pain and we should all, in the words of the exquisite Phyllis Hyman, 
give a little more love, you won't regret. And are we ready for the one cards? Okay. Yeah. Now this is going to be really at random because uh, the timeless T. And basic complexity, you can pick the card and I'll go first since you went first last week. And would you prefer from one to 10, how happy are you? Explain. Or would you prefer if your child told you that he or she was gay, how would you respond? Uh, which one of those two cards would you prefer? The second one. I agree. Good choice. Good <laughs> choice. Um, so, if your child told you he or she was gay, how would you respond? Uh, I would be... And... Uh, the world is getting better. The world is getting better. <laughs> Because like they said, the world won't get no better if you just let it be. And there have been significant people and organizations such as GLAD and the Human Rights Campaign who mm -hmm. do not just let it be. So we have made progress. I do understand though where this question comes from to the extent that even as a gay person, I remember hearing years ago when I was a child, hearing some gay people be like, I wouldn't want my child to be gay because being gay can equal a lot of pain. And I don't want my child to have to go through that. And I get that to the extent that, yeah, particularly back in the day, being gay used to definitely mean that uh, there would be um, a number of obligatory hurdles for you and your love, should you have love, have to overcome. Because a lot of, and this, oh man, wow. This is a good choice, Kevin. Good choice. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of We didn't have the imagery of gay couples back in the day. That was no. not a thing that we would regularly see. And I remember, I, I've mentioned this before, but this is, this just shows what television can do to the mind of a child. Because to me, whenever I would see older gay people, they, they would just, it would seem like, like they were a joke. Like, like the, 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 it, it would, and no shade, I'm sorry. All of the older gay people, thank you all so much for paving the way for me. Thank you. That's how I used to think. I, I was ignorant, ignorant. Back then. You know, I I have evolved, but I, I used to think that older gay people just look silly. 
and out of place. And gay couples who were long-term gay couples, they just seemed silly and out of place. And all of that to say, uh, slowly circling back to the card, it, things have changed. Progress has been made. Has all of the progress that needs to be made been made? No. no. Are things perfect? No. Progress has been made to the extent that I, I don't feel that if my child, my child, said to me that they were gay, I don't feel that that would obligate them to live a life of being alone. You know, and back in the day, in many cases, that was the obligation of somebody who was openly gay to live a life being alone yeah. or to face complexity. And I, I, I'll follow up with even more after you. But um, if your child, all right, me personally, if my child told me they were gay, I would not care at all. Um, like, all right, one, depending on their age, I would be like, are you certain about that? Yeah, guess. If they get to the point, their teenage years, and they say that, then yeah, I'm not down. That's probably what they really are. Um, and yeah, I really wouldn't care. I would approach that the same with the exact same mindset. My mom had went acting out to her. <laughs> it was funny because she was like, so. And I just thought it was funny because I'm like, I went through all that about to stress myself out when she didn't even care. Like, you could have told me that years ago. But, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, if my child told me they were gay, I really would not care. I play, do you think? Safely, but do you think? I have to uh, follow up with you on something you said, because th th this is a, our, our back and forth section, right? <laughs> I, I still think it's so unfair that us, if a child presents that, hey, I'm gay, one, it, it, it's unfair that we have to even announced that but two 
our heterosexual counterparts never, ever, 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 ever get that question. Never. If our heterosexual, if a heterosexual five-year-old is like, hey, you know, I, I think I, a five-year-old boy is like, hey, I meant a little uh, Tiana. I, I, I think she's really cool. No, nobody's going to be like, are you sure you're into Tiana? Have you tried Paul? You know, uh, how do you know that you're into Tiana if you haven't been with Paul? But for gay people, we will do, if the gay boy comes home and says, hey, I, I'm into Jerome. And it, it'll be like, oh, are you sure you're into Jerome? Well, have you tried Sally yet? <laughs> a a five-year-old. And I, I think that's unfair. And I'm sorry you can tell by the fact that I'm raised, the way that I'm raising my voice ever so slightly, that that does incense me a, a little bit. Uh, the fact that we have that difference there. Again, things are slowly getting better, but clearly we still have that difference there. And I, I wanted to say, as far as a child coming out to a parent, I, my mom was amazing as, as well. Well, not at, uh, my mom was amazing, right? We, we, we both have amazing moms. And I'll yeah. say my mom knew that she had a, a, a gay son for quite some time. My mom has since passed away. I miss my mom very much. My mom knew that she had a gay son, right? And um, my mom would always like drop little hints that, hey, Aaron, I'm cool with it. It's cool. And again, another thanks to our Gen X uh, counterparts. Thank you for shows like Will and Grace, because when I was a kid in school, my mom and I used to watch Will and Grace together and laugh our butts off and stuff the like. And I, I still, I have a sometimes somewhat conservative mind in spite of the fact that I have a huge reason. Well, I have a huge amount of reasons why I'm kind of conservative. I, I've always kind of had that little piece of conservative inside of me, but it, it, it's not like my family was. My family was so conservative that I just had to know because my mom was very open and ready for me to come out to her. And I still remember years ago, we, we were talking about something and I was going to go into, I, I, I went into the closet to take a look at my uh, psychology book to come back and tell her something from the psychology book. But it took me a little while to find it. So I was sort of sitting in the closet for a, a while flipping through the pages. And I remember my mom called out to me and she was like, Aaron, you're taking a while in there. You can come out of the closet. It's okay to come out of the closet, Aaron. It's okay. 
to come out of the closet. And I remember I, I was just so, again, the little conservative ridiculous side of me was, but that, that's how things were. And I was actually, I actually became upset and I was incensed that my mom would have the audacity to imply that I would need to come out of a closet. Me, you know, and, but all of that to say, parents can do a, a number of things, a, a number of different ways to welcome their child into whatever sexuality they are, you know? And if the child is, just let them know that you're cool with whatever the child is. Mm -hmm. I remember my, uh, we were watching some show and it, it, it was a show where, I don't need to go into all of that about the show, mm -hmm. but um, the son brought home a, a, a man for, um, to it, to it, and his mom was like, oh, you bring home a man to me? You're saying that you're interested in men? And my yeah. mom was like, Aaron, I just want you to know, it doesn't matter if you bring home a man to me, if you bring home a woman to me, whatever you bring home to me, I want you to be happy. You know, so like parents can do little things like that. Anyway, basic and black three, do you have anything else to say, my friend, Kevin? Um, Just... The fact, and I've said this to you several times before, your mom was hilarious. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, just because based on the stuff you say out, she was, I, I know for a fact, I definitely would have gotten along with her very well. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom was super cool and um, super cool and super open and like not in a uh, ridiculous way that when people are like, some of my best friends are black, like, like not like that, <laughs> but like some of her best friends were actually gay, like for real, like her, some of her for real best friends and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah. That, my aunt definitely had, uh, I don't even know how many, but she had some gay friends. And I remember once when I was definitely so, uh, teenager was at my grandparents' house and there there was some gay guy because my aunt had stopped by and had to be one of her gay friends was there and yeah I was young but I know for a fact that dude clocked me. He, she just had to know. 
And when I actually came out to her, she was like, so? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> How old were you when you would say he clocked you? I was definitely my late teens. Um, uh, maybe like 18 or 19. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were gonna uh, name something younger, but uh, okay, okay. I, 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 I was going to use that against you to say, see, kids know, kids know, but yeah, you know, and I don't need to go there with that, but um, suffice it to say, people, people know, people know. And um, yeah. not only do the kids, I always talk about this, how, and I, I, I even shared a, uh, a photo of myself in high school with, with, with all the girls, right? And um, just looking at myself, I, I was sitting on the steps and just something about the way I was holding myself, I was like, oh my gosh, I look so gay. I was so obviously gay. And I reposted the photo and uh, one of my classmates were like, we didn't know you were gay, but I, because I, I said I was so obviously gay, but he was like, we didn't know you were gay. We just knew you were different. But kids, kids know that kind of thing from a young age because honestly, like the kids in the school, they they don't just call any and everybody a faggot. You know, some sometimes they do, right? So, sometimes they kind of do, but sometimes when they like push it a lot, it's kind of because they kind of know. They kind of know some. They kind of feel something that you might not get acknowledged about yourself, you know? But like, I, I, I remember kids used to call me gay every now and then, you know? I, I didn't have a lot of enemies, but, you know, kids would call me gay because kids know, kids know. And at that time, I was years away from even my first physical encounter with a man, even years away from acknowledging that I am attracted to men. But kids know something. When you were in school, did, would kids call you gay? Actually, believe it or not, no. I, 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 I believe it. I, I, I believe it. You, you, you seem like one of those dudes who is just like cool and smooth, you know? Uh, hold on. There was nothing cool about me. <laughs> and, 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 would you say you were like one of the nerdy guys? It was probably closer to that. <laughs> huh. 
So, see, I don't know. Because I was one of those uh, misunderstood guys, but people did occasionally take the time to put me in my place as a gay man. They'd be like, you you gay mother and I'd be like, what? But um, pe people would call me gay sometimes, sometimes. You know, I like I said, I, I, I didn't really have enemies in school. Um, I was, I guess, too out there to really have enemies, but I, I didn't really have enemies. But sometimes kids would attempt to put me in my place and call me a faggot you know, mm. or, or call me gay, you know, and I, I always, I, I remember one dude, I, I went to a junior high school with, and he was, ex mm. I will not call his name, but I, I, I remember he was very feminine in junior high school and kids would call him gay and faggot and all that stuff. And he'd be like, no, I am not gay. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh -uh. Don't, don't say that. Like, like he would be like the, mo just, just the most feminine everything. I am not gay. What are you talking about? No. And, um, and, and my accent is, is awful. I, I'm doing an awful job impersonating him, but suffice it to say, I'm making the point that he he was very gay and very much uh, denying it. I still remember what basic complexity. What time is it? Ah, we can. We'll save stories for another day. Um, do you have anything else to say, my friend? Um, just when you mentioned school, that definitely, I don't think I'll ever forget this. In high school, there was a guy, and I mean, masculine, but openly gay, and he was a year older or graduated the year before me. So he was class of 2000. And I actually kind of had a crush on him. But at that point, I was almost out, but not fully. <laughs> I hadn't come out to myself. Yet, and that's always the first thing you do. Yes, yeah, you, you do have to ex accept it yourself first, right? Absolutely. So, you know, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say before you could come out to anyone. You have to come out to yourself. Right. And that's the most important one. 
And I, I, I did that in my transition from high school to college because I was like, I might not come out of the closet to everyone, but I will at least be honest with myself. And I, I was making good steps. Oh my gosh, I don't have to go into that whole story. But anything else, Kevin, basic complexity. Um, nothing I could think of. Okay. So, oh, right, hashtag verse TV family. This wraps week one. 195. Thank you all very much. And thank you for sticking with hashtag verse TV. Week 195. I'm Aaron Mack, and you can contact me. Reach out, reach out, darling, reach out. Come on, girl. Reach out for me. Come on, boy. Reach out for anyway. But um no, no, no. That, that, that was the four tops. And um, what is his name? Oh, my gosh. I want to say Felipe told when, but no, that's the week. Turn around. No, kidding a bit. Oh, um, you know, David Ruffin. No, uh, no. That's the four tops. Now, I mean, that's the temptation. The, yes. <laughs> But who is the lead singer of the Four Tops? I, 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 I honestly don't know. I know. He, a truly amazing vocalist. Um, the Four Tops is actually one of my favorite singing groups as well. Um, the Four Tops, the Spinners, anyway. But um, and I really cannot call exactly if it was the four tops or the temptations one of those two groups had a song with the supremes um well you know back in the day of course many people probably uh, collaborated but i know for a fact that the four tops actually did an entire album with the supremes Oh, that I actually have that album. I, I got it from my used CD store back when CDs were a thing. But yeah. Yeah. That was, wow. Can't believe I'm saying this. But that was back in our day. I know. Remember <laughs> CDs? Oh my gosh. But wow. Yeah, CDs were things. But not anymore. Now it's all about the digital. Well, CDs are digital, but now it's all about the streaming, the digital. Yes. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so I'm Aaron Mack. You can find me Aaron Mack at versetv.com. That's A A R O N M C K at V E R S T E A V.com. Find us www.firsttv.com. We're all over social media. Hashtag B E R S T E A V. 
Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Where can we find you, my friend? Um. Well, yeah, I could be found at Basic Complexity at VerseTV.com. That <laughs> B A S I C C O M P L E X I T Y. And just for the record, those two C's back to back, it's two C's, not one. So it's like taking two words, just putting them together in those ways. You know where I got that from, right, Kevin? When I do that? No. Because back in the day, you always used to do that. You, you would be like, it's two words, and you <clears throat> push them together. And that's exactly what you would do. <laughs> anyway. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this has been week 195. We will <laughs> talk to you later, social media family. Thank you for viewing and sticking with us. Uh, a number of people I see have come in and out throughout the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're appreciated. You are appreciated. Don't you know we love you, sweet Sadie? Oh, okay. See, now I'm mixing up um, Sadie by the Spinners, which was sampled by Tupac in the song Dear Mama. Uh, anyway, yes. We will talk to you later, social media family. Peace. VerseTV.com. Stay blessed. All right. Hashtag VerseTV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complex today. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. One nine five.